Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Let's just take a moment and relax and just focus on what the Lord may be saying to you tonight and any distractions that there may be, just let them fall by the wayside. And just remember that whatever the Lord has you, whatever situation he has you in, it's for your benefit. That he is for you, he wants what's best for you, and he has things set out for you to accomplish here on this earth during your time here. And we get to enjoy the process. We, he created us to accomplish things, to overcome, to endure, not just to take the easy way out. You know, so many of us, that's what we're looking for is we have this idea that if, you know, the whole, if you're in the middle of God's will, everything will be hunky-dory. There won't be any challenges. There won't be any problems. But really, that's not his intent for us. His, even when Adam and Eve were in the garden, he gave them jobs to do. He gave them work. He gave them projects. He gave them assignments to do. And there's something about, and even God himself is busy. He's a creator God. He's inventing. He's, he's moving. He's active. And I think the more we accept that there's something about that that our very being, our spirit, soul, and body needs goals, needs motivation, needs a project and a plan, needs something beyond ourselves, beyond satisfying our own desires, our own needs. We talk about, you know, God giving us the desires of our hearts. And we have an idea that, okay, that means that whatever we want, God wants to give us. And that's really not it. It's the desires that he that you have in your heart, that's what he wants you to pursue. That he's changing our hearts. He's changing our 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 desires, our our thoughts, our ideas, again, beyond ourselves. I think he, he never meant for us to be so focused on ourselves that, you know, we we block out our environment. We block out the, the, the circumstances that he has placed us in. We, he, he never meant us to isolate. He never meant us to be walled off from others. That's, that's part of our problem to begin with is we have built this wall between our soul and our spirit. And God is in the, in the, his his work is to remove and to uh, to take away that wall between our soul and our spirit, so that our soul is reunited with our spirit. And with that is going to come an exposure to the circumstances that he has us in. That's on all levels, in the natural and the supernatural and the spiritual. That's part of why we're learning about the supernatural realm. 
Because as God heals your soul, just as much as your body, your physical senses are aware and attuned and experience the natural realm around you, as your soul is healed, it will become more and more aware of the solical realm, the supernatural realm. And the more we are aware and prepared, the easier it's going to be on us. We're kind of taking the idea that this is the path that God is leading leading us. Let's get ready for it. Like if you're going on vacation, if you're going camping, if you're going to go, you know, any any project, you prepare first. You get ready. Well, as your soul is restored to your spirit, your soul is going to be reacquainted with this, this solical realm. And just as your natural senses become aware of your natural environment, your solical senses also become aware of your solical sense uh, environment. Most of us are aware, you know, in the scriptures, there's so many different, you know, um, layers and levels of experience in the Old Testament and in the New. I mean, we have everything from Moses encountering God in the burning bush to, you know, was it Philip who was transported, you know, in space and time, just boom, he's on a whole different location. And then, of course, the, the you know, spirit falling as flames and a dove on different people. There are different experiences. And this is not even talking about the different abilities that each one of us already has in our lives. So the more we can become comfortable with accepting and experiencing the solical realm now, I think that does contribute to being ready for the changes that God has for us. Likewise, God may very well have healed you in areas and restored your soul in areas, but because you have not increased your awareness of the soul corona. You may not be aware of the new freedom, the new sense of peace and rest and, and health that is already available to you in your soul. So we're going to learn how to experience the, the supernatural realm just as we experience now the natural realm. We started talking a little bit last week about the first step being to tie up loose ends with God, to yourself and with others. And again, what we're, we're, we're talking about now is encountering the supernatural realm. That's an active participation. That's, that's not just... That's not passive, that's not observational, but an encounter. And we start with where, where we're at. Start with, this is my understanding of how the solical realm works. This is my understanding of how the natural realm works, the spiritual realm works. 
And then we go from there. And then we participate in every circumstance that God brings our way in terms of this is an opportunity to experience the supernatural realm. Now, we've talked about how there are other aspects of the supernatural realm besides the solical realm that you and I participate in. And that means that there are other kinds of beings in the supernatural realm that may or may not be familiar to you and I. And we can think in terms of the ocean. You know, we, we being humankind, we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about the depths of the ocean. So it's actually harder to navigate the bottom, the depths of the ocean than it is on the moon. And we can also observe the moon. We can, and, and we can start with observing the moon, but to participate in the ocean, it takes a whole different level of experience, of encountering what's there. Now, either, either way, we have to prepare for that encounter. We have to be ready and open and willing and able to receive new information. And we start with the idea that there, are, there may be fear involved. There may be questions. There may be challenges. And a certain level of fear or apprehension is perfectly normal and likely healthy, just as, you know, you think about the, the guys walking around on the moon or even just blasting off in one of those rockets. A certain level of faith is involved there if necessary, that everything's going to line up, that everybody's done their job, and we can go ahead and trust and have that faith that we're not going to, we're putting our hands in someone, our life into the hands of someone we can trust. And in this case, we're putting our lives, our soul, our spirit and our, and our body into God's hands. And he can be trusted. And we are starting with the whole idea that we want to have that confidence that we can trust God. And so we start with the whole idea is if there's anything, and this is, this is we could say this is your homework, is there anything in your life that there's an area in your spirit, soul, or body, in your past, present, future, uh, within yourself, with others, with God, any area that you're not confident that God, that you can trust God in. In your past, are you confident that God was always there? You know, we talk about, you know, we've all made mistakes, and some, some mistakes are bigger than others. But do we have the confidence that God is sovereign? 
and that he loves us and he loves those around us. And even when mistakes we make hurt others or mistakes others make that hurt us, is that part of God's purpose and plan for us here on this earth? And, and we need to settle that. And the future, can we trust him to know what tomorrow brings? What next week brings? What next month? What next year? Going to happen 10, 20, 30 years from now for us. Do we have confidence that not, not only God knows, but he is preparing us? We will be ready. One of the things we we so often want is we want to know what's next. And why do we want to know what's next? So we can be in charge of being ready. You know, and especially when there's conflicts, and now there's so many conflicts in the world. We want, you know, and so many people turning to God in one way, shape, or form, wanting to know, you know, what is God doing? What does God say about this? We want to pray and we want to make sure God does what he wants, what we want him to do, what we think he should do. And our, our, we, our, we have turned our attention to God because we don't have things under control. Things seem to be out of control. They seem to be out of of what we thought would happen or what we want to happen. Now, that's always true for somebody on this planet, that things aren't going the way they wanted it to. But when we step back and go, okay, I don't understand what God is doing or how or or even why or when or what I'm supposed to do with it, but I can trust God, that he loves me, that he's in control, that he's taking me through this, whatever this is that we're going through together. And that you've basically signed up for this. We don't know what came before. We don't know, you know, when when God put you in the body he put you in for this earth zone, this earth time you're here, we don't know whether you already ha- had the soul you have now. And, and whatever comes next, we don't know if your soul goes with you. I kind of suspect it does, but it may not. Because God may take the, away our soul and give us something else. But we do know that spirit is eternal. Soul is not and body is not, but spirit is eternal. It was not created. It was always part of God. It's always in him. And there is no no change in the nature of your spirit. But again, there's something in the process of our existence here on this earth that is bringing forth something in us in each one of us as individuals that could not be brought forth, created, developed in any other way than the exact process and pathway that God has you on. So then we go back to this common fear, you know, and 
Get a notepad. Write it down. What are you afraid of? Think about when, I, when we say the supernatural realm. And again, the soul, the soul is, exists in the soulical realm. And the soulical realm is part of a greater realm, the supernatural realm. And all supernatural means is above the nature, above the natural realm, and certainly below the spirit realm. And it's, it's, you know, the whole idea of above and below, those are words we're trying to use to convey. They certainly are not all-encompassing or a perfect explanation or extrapolation of the reality. It's the best we can do with what we've got. So we say supernatural is above natural, but below spiritual. And your soulical, the soulical realm, your soul functions in the soulical realm that is part of a larger realm that is above natural and below spiritual. And we talked about how, you know, from supposition, we know that, that God created angels and the demons and animals and you and I and everything in between, all the planets, all time, you know, any uh, mass, any concept, gravity, those were all things God created. And if he created them, he has control over them. So there's nothing that he doesn't have control over because he created it all. But he's not the kind of it's not the kind of control that, okay, he winds up, winds it up and sets it over here to just, you know, tick, tick, tick like a clock. No, you and I are, he is so active. You and I are participants in the creative process that he is working in our lives. Because part of, I think, what he wants to bring us through is not just to admire him, but to work with him, to be equally yoked with him, to be one with him and in him, to be those joint heirs with Christ, co-inheritors, to not just be in the kingdom of God, but to be ruling the kingdom of God, again, with him, in him. And we start again with our soul being restored. And going back, the whole idea of is there any area of your life, whether in these three areas or if there's something else that doesn't fit in, in one of those areas, anything that you need to clear out between you and God? Is there any grudge you've got against him that you know, that you think he should have done something that he didn't do and you've been holding it against him. Now, and most of us have something. Most of us have multiple things. And in in this process, odds are really good, it's going to come to the surface. So as we start opening our soul, our solical senses, to the soulical realm, to the supernatural realm, these things that we don't deal with now are going to come up. 
And if that's all that happens, it was worth it. Let's say, you know, we're talking about, is there anything you need to clear up with God? Any doubt? You know, do you doubt God loves you? Do you have doubts about his trustworthiness? Do you have doubts that he knows what you're going through? How much pain you're in? How how much you're struggling? How lonely you are? How fearful? Do you have doubts that he hears you, that he listens, that he cares, that he loves you? Again, those fears, what fears do you have? Are you, are you afraid that if you don't hear him, you're going to be punished or someone else is going to be punished? God's going to hold it against you. He's going to hold a grudge against you. Are there other fears that he's going to put you in a situation that you don't know how to handle? Well, let me answer. Absolutely, he's going to put you in a situation that you don't know how to handle. That's fine. But you're not going to be in that situation alone. You're going to be with him because your spirit is is one with him already. But you're also going to be surrounded with any caregivers. Now, I kind of like, I'm starting to think more about the, the angels. We think of angels as, you know, the wings with the sword. and But there's also messengers and there's guards and there's, scribes and there's people, you know, there's angels, beings, supernatural beings. They're all under God's control, including the demons, including the, the, what we call the negatives, the evil side. And we go back to the Garden of Eden where it's the knowledge of good and evil. We're the ones who perceive good and evil. It's all the same to God because God created it all. But you know, he created it for us and for our experiences. So as we approach the supernatural realm, and can we accept that we're going to encounter other beings? And I'm just going to throw in, just so we can, if we need to talk about things like this, ghosts or uh, aliens or Bigfoot, you know, whatever kinds of beings that... You might think, you know, let your imagination run, run free and just think, okay, if I encountered this, would I be afraid? Would I accept? Would I be curious? How, how am I supposed to approach that situation? If you encountered God himself, if you encountered Christ, if you encountered the Holy Spirit, if, if you encountered another Christian in the solical realm, how would you approach them? Now, since this is the solical realm, there's going to be other people, other humans in there that are not Christians, that are not spirit. How are you going to approach them? Well, this is a learning curve. We're all learning. And there's plenty of experiences that others have had, starting from the scriptures all the way, you know, to to us today. And they talk very often, 
we filter those experiences according to two things, our beliefs, our doctrines, and our experiences. And our experience is often based on our own, our temperament, our wounds, our, even our desires. So what's going on with us and also what we have inherited from others, the others' beliefs and others' doctrines. So there's a lot going on. And that's fine. And we start with writing it all out. And, you know, buy a separate notebook and a separate pen that you're going to keep separately just for learning about the solical realm, the supernatural realm. This is your home. Think about, you know, whatever, wherever you live, wherever you consider your home for your natural body, your soul, your soul's home is in the soulical realm. And your soul wants to return to functioning fully in the soulical realm. It's what it was made for. And then that's what God is freeing it for to not just function, but to, to excel, to be restored, to return to its rightful being uh, and, and oneness and expression and life. And fortunately, God does this little by little, and he gives us time. But the more that we are accepting of this is the, you know, this is the way, walk in it. It's not understand it. It's not make sure you've got permission from so-and-so. It's not make sure, you know, uh, don't, you know, be afraid. You know, don't, don't do this, don't do that. It's not a bunch of don'ts or do's. It's this is the path. And the, this is your life right now. This is the way. Walk in it. Your path is for you. It was crafted by God. And part of, you know, what is his goal? That you would be one, spirit, soul, and body. That your soul would be healed, stored to your spirit. So that spirit that you're already experiencing, that life, the eternal life, the kingdom, your soul will also experience will also participate in, will also be joined to. And in between a, the beginning, you know, from one to a hundred is a long pathway. When we first become believers, when our spirit is first restored, God starts with, you know, one percent. And we're moving to having a full hundred percent restored soul. I don't think I don't know of anybody who's had a 100% restored soul here on this earth, some more than others. And there, now there may be, there may be people out there, even as we speak, that have a fully restored soul, because that doesn't necessarily mean we would know about them. God has a purpose for each one of us, just as he had a purpose for his son. You know, Jesus, his his project here while he was here on this earth was to die for the sins of the world, to carry those sins, to pay the debt that was owed. In the meantime, 
He was a teacher. He was an encourager. He taught people about this is who God is, this is who you are. And he was instructing about how to live as a supernatural being here on this earth. That's what he was teaching his disciples. But his, but the reason he was here was to be the Savior. And it was a one-time thing. And he did it. Now, you and I, we're going to have, you know, some who, who knows what kind of projects that God gives us. When we look back at, at Jesus, his experiences, if God didn't send him to be here to be the Savior and maybe just a teacher, it, he might not have had a public ministry at all. Nobody might never have heard of him except those immediately around him. And that would have been fine because that would have been God's purpose for him. So don't think, too, that, you know, that might be one of your doubts, your fears, or your questions. God, if I have these experiences, I'm going to have to justify them to other people. I'm going to have to explain them to other people. But write out, for, to start, write out any loose ends you need to, to tie up with God. Any doubts or fears or questions, write it out and ask him. And just continue to pull those, put those in front of him until you have an answer. Now, that answer might be, we're not going to talk about that right now. There's other things I want to talk to you about. But the whole point is, is that he's gotten your attention and you're listening, you're You're open to him and you're open to hearing and let him speak and let him be the God. He knows what he's doing. Again, we want to come out of this with full trust and confidence that we're hearing from him and that he loves us and he's trustworthy. So thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me a line at dianeatherainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Brainers Radio. Have a great night.